Welcome to the Real Estate 401k Show. Here are your hosts, Ryan Gertis, Mike Weinstein, and Justin Frederick, helping you build a legacy of wealth through real estate. Powered by the Recon Group at West USA and the Frederick team with Fairway Mortgage. NMLS number 625918. Here's the question everybody should be asking. Does your advisor have a PhD in economics? As you guys know, we've been, we've been doing this uh, podcast for a while now, and the amount of trollers that we get on our, on our social media pages is just it, – it's, it's entertaining – um, there's a lot of people with a PhD in economics. There's there. a lot. Yeah. Well, that, that's, what, that's what I was going to say. You know, every time I take a look at these trollers, uh, I'm looking for the PhD in economics behind their name, and I'm just not quite seeing it. There's so much noise out there, so many places that we are getting information. And again, is the source of your information, do they have a PhD in economics? And I want to talk about rates for, uh, for a couple minutes because there's, there's a lot of speculation Speculation by those that got PhDs in economics and speculation by those that don't. So I want to read, I just want to read a a couple headlines here. Uh, For those of you that are thinking that uh, interest rates are going to stay high and continue to go up, according to uh, Freddie Mac chief economic economist, Sam Cater, with the rate of inflation decelerating, rates should gently decline over the course of 2023. According to the National Association of Realtors, mortgage rates will drop with the 30-year fixed mortgage rate progressively falling to 6% this year and into the mid-fives in 2024. And then uh, one more economic economist, uh, Michael Frantantoni, uh, our forecast is for a 30-year mortgage rate to be closer to 5.5% by the end of the year and drop a little lower than next year. Where are you getting your information? I think it's funny how they're like so quick to raise interest rates from 3% up to 7% in an 18-month span, but then <laughs> it takes them two years to have them drop 1%. <laughs> it's like gas prices. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I mean, I get it. I, I, I think that there's a lot of people smarter than us when it comes to how these, Thank how God. these uh, yeah, <laughs> people we, that people that know how to actually read, you yeah, know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, we just look pretty. It, it, it was funny in all my years of doing the Mike and Whiny show on uh, KTAR. That was always the rule: don't let Mike read anything. Nope. I mean, I can read, but something new, about new rule now. That was hard. You okay? I'm even wearing my glasses. <laughs> no, I, I, I think that there's just so many different things that are playing into it because I think we all just, we're in the real estate industry, so we can, we can have our blinders on, on to how many different outside variables affect what is going into actual interest rates and how they're determined and who determines it and and what one little butterfly effect one one thing happens one day to affect it you know a year down the road so i do always take these things with a grain of salt because i've heard all these different uh, you know prognosticators yeah. come through and say oh this is going to happen that's mm-hmm. going to happen and then you know someone finally gets something right and then you know it's hands across america for them and and then then there's people that have this long track history of uh, of being right and then they're wrong. So I'm I'm not going to call this gospel. What I but what I can say is is when it when as it per, as it pertains to the real estate market, its effects on it. Why would so many of these huge corporations 
put more and more skin into the game on a daily basis right. if they didn't believe that there was only upside to this because they're in the business of making money. Correct. So why are they going to go throw good money at bad? Yeah, I, and I would agree with you. You should always take you know things with a grain of salt. You just can't take and and look at one outlier or two or three. But you know we're talking about the majority of the nation's leading economists predicting the same thing. And whether it comes to fruition, and you know whether it is gospel or not, you have you have to pay attention to those that are a lot smarter than us, those that, that are economists, those that study this thing on a daily basis. Because you're always going to have haters and naysayers, right? Everyone that's going to go, oh, no, the market's, the market's dropping, the sky is falling, this and that. And it's like, well, take stock in who you are. If you're that person that has consistently said that year after year, decade after decade, then try something new, <laughs> right? Like, if, if you are just a pessimist about everything, why, why not try being a realist about a thing or two? I'm not saying flip and be a total optimist, but I mean, right? I mean, am I the only one that thinks that? No, 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 absolutely. If you're continuing always trying to be a pessimist and it's not working out for you, well, there's... It's just no way to live. Yeah, it's no way to live. Well, I mean, if you're making a shit ton of money off of it, then great. Keep doing what you're doing, man. But nine out of ten times, that's not really the the, the case. Well, I think you just got to look at the writing on the wall, too. I mean... The reason why they raised the rates so fast is because inflation went through the roof. We went, we had hyperinflation, they called it, right? Uh, we went uh, to 9%. Uh, we had a 9% reading in uh, July of 2022. And ever since uh, beginning of third quarter of 2022, you've seen inflation fall. The reason why they're waiting to lower it is because their goal is a 2% inflation rate. We're sitting at three and a quarter, or excuse me, 3.2 right now. Um, so it's on its way down. So what are you waiting for? Right? I mean, it, things are headed in the right direction. Now, typically they overdo it. Uh, we typically have a recession after we have inflation, um, which will make things better for home buying. It always, it, that always works for us. Define recession. So I, I can't really define that for you. I mean, um, cause there's, I, I don't think there's ever been like a real clear picture other than what the GDP comes out at, uh, for multiple quarters. Um, I don't know. I think the, the, the definition that was laid on us last year was, uh, two negative quarters for GDP. Is that right? Uh, I, was that what they said? I, I, I mean, I honestly, I don't know. Yeah, um, because I, I do hear a lot of things and I and I read a lot of things and then, but I'll be honest, some things come in one ear and go out the other because I'm, I think people make these like blanket statements about things or they they make these specific statements about things and then they cover it with like a huge blanket with a whole bunch of you know asterisks and this and that and for me, I'm thinking about a recession and I'm like, okay. I got a I got a definition for okay, you. Okay, hit me. What 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 is? What do you is, want me? Do you want me to read it? No, you're not allowed to read it. <laughs> no. A period of temporary economic decline during which trade and industrial activity are reduced, generally identified by a fall in the GDP in two consecutive quarters. So you were kind of right. Okay, it was. Okay, I can I can get on board with that. All right. So that being said. We've seen negative GDPs two quarters in a row many times, but no one really felt the effects. And then we've had, you know, times in like 2007 where it was like, oh my gosh, you know, it was an avalanche of you know just dropping stock market prices and and just people getting their butt kicks by butts kicked by real estate uh, values just plummeting. I mean, so uh, well, the reason why they're 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 still keeping rates high and 
trying to slow down everything and keep the prices low is because our lower income individuals are, are already being priced out of food and energy. And so that's really where the, the trouble lies is making sure that they can support themselves and, and have housing and shelter, right? All right. If you're looking to learn about interest rates, you're, you're learning to look interested in learning more about what the forecast looks for and you want to talk to one of our real estate wealth managers, go ahead and text the word rate to 623-AZ-RECON. Again, text the word rate to 623-AZ-RECON. You know, to, going back to recessions and, you know, and this is my question for our listeners is one, who in your world is predicting doom and gloom? Who in your world is predicting rates to go in the nines and the tens? I, I've talked to people who think the rates are going to get into the 13s, 14s, and 15s. Again, who is saying that? And do they have a PhD in economics behind their name? But what a lot of people don't realize, the last eight recessions that we've had here in this country, during six of those recessions, home values went up. And I think the, that natural assumption, people hear the word recession, they get scared, and they naturally assume that property values are going to drop because they're, they're, they're intertwined together, and it's not necessarily the case. So then we talk to people, go, well, I don't want to buy anything because we might be heading for a recession, and property values are going to you know, drop to the basement. It's just not true. Well, everybody remembers 2009 and what happened there, but that was caused by housing. That's, that caused the recession. Um, and when you're looking at inventory, inventory was through the roof. You had new builds all over the place. Uh, we just had so much supply, little demand, and uh, bad loans. Tons of bad loans. Liar no, loans, we no, like to call them. No regulation on lenders. Um, just crazy, crazy things that lenders were able, were able to offer back then. And I, and I think to answer your question is that I'm, I've, been, I've been thinking about that, and, and it is people that are not in results-oriented vocations. So, like, they might be getting a raise every year, but it's not because they're doing that much better of a job. It's because they've been there for five years. And so in order to keep, the, you know, keep butts in seats or whatever, however you want to put it, they have to pay them a little bit more. And they say, okay, well, you know, I'm not training them anymore, so they are able to do a little bit more of an efficient job. But the people that are out there that they're getting bonused based on their performance or their commission-based or their 1099, those are the people that have a little bit more respect for money. And so I think that that's true because they're the ones that are going to actually put skin in the game, and their income does reflect the market. So if the market is down, whether it be real estate, commerce, whatever, then they're usually going to sell less product or they're going to have less service agreements or their, their, their prices are going to have to go down to adjust to what the market looks like. And so they kind of have a more economical look at what their personal business is doing. So they're, they're more inclined to be more educated about it. Furthermore, they're willing to put skin in the game. I know me. Um, I mean, we have a ton of clients in there and that, that have a huge bulk of their income coming from stocks. And for probably the first 10 to 15 years of me being in this business, I, I mean, my wife had stock in, in, in Grand Canyon University. Or, and, you, and you have Robin Hood. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> no, no, like literally like I had nothing. Like I had none. 
like other than just what was being offered through her work. And so, yeah, I did go download the Robin Hood app and I did start th throwing money in there. And guess what I did? I started paying attention to the market. I started to become educated. Yeah. And so I was looking at that at my app and reading up on these companies two, four, five, ten times a week. And so all of a sudden, I became more educated and I started saying, all right, this makes sense why people are putting money in there and why this is going to go up or that is going to go down as opposed to just having a more cynical look and making blanket statements like, oh, the market's going to go down based on what? Oh, well, that's just because – I don't know. My Twitter. Da my dad told me yesterday, or yeah, I read mm. it on Twitter, or or basically anybody other than somebody that's qualified to give that information. Correct. All yeah. right. If you'd like to learn more about uh, how we see and what direction we see the market going and what we're expecting for rates and really to begin to start building that real estate investment strategy, I want you to break out your phone and text the word rate to 623-AZ-RECON. That's rate to 623-AZ-RECON. I, I guess anymore, and I want to preface this with for our team and our role as real estate wealth managers uh, we are working with a lot of people that are paying attention to the facts are paying attention to what economists are saying and understand that the opportunity is there but the question i always like to i like to ask people two questions is one what are you waiting for like like you know if you're listening to this you know and ask that question what specifically are you waiting for are you waiting for rates to drop? Are you waiting for a recession to come values and go? To drop. Are you waiting for values to drop? And that's the other thing we didn't get into. Uh, I haven't read anything from any, you know, respectable and leading economist that is not predicting property values uh, to go up. But the second question that I like to ask people is, what do you think is going to happen if you are waiting right now? And, and for a variety of different reasons. What do you think is going to happen in the market when rates do drop into possibly the mid fives, high fours? I mean, what, what does that world look like and what is the cost of waiting? Well, I, I, mean, you go ahead. I know what's gonna happen on my end. I and mean, this is, we're most likely gonna see uh, tons of people get pre-qualified to purchase a home because they've been waiting. Uh, Every, there tends to be this like a uh, feeling I have, uh, and I feel like other people feel the same way that people are waiting for mid fives area interest rates. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of people on the fence waiting for that mid five, and we don't have enough inventory. So you're going to talk about huge supply issue, crazy demand. So you got a supply issue with a ton of demand, just like we were back in what 2021. Um, houses are going to appreciate. And uh, we're going to have bid wars on homes again. So if you don't have all that money in your pocket or if you don't have a bunch of money to buy a house above asking price, that's what I truly feel is going to happen. I, I, I think the thing that you're missing that's going to benefit you the most is we're going to see a massive surge of refinancing. Oh, yeah. Of course. Of course. Uh, of course. I, I think that that's going to be the first thing to come. Yeah. Um, and then people are going to start saying, oh, let me jump in here, and then they're going to wait for like those seasonal type of um, you know milestones to hit. Whether it's oh the kids are out of school, or and so they're going to start buying, or you know Christmas is is come you know is is a week away, so they're going to stop shopping because they're going to be out of town or whatever. Um, so we are going to see a frenzy, 
we're going to see absolute chaos, and then there's going to be all these buyers that are going to enter the market. But the thing that we're really going to see is we're going to see some of that inventory loosen up because a lot of these people that have been wanting to sell that have an interest rate in the threes or in the twos, they're not willing to sell that interest rate. They're willing. They're not willing to sell it for a seven percent interest rate. But if it hits a mile marker of like four and a half or five, they're willing to get rid of that three percent interest rate and cash in for that just a little bit higher rate. Yeah, and I, I absolutely concur with with Justin. I think that is the cost of waiting. Uh, and Ryan, you hit the nail on the head. When rates do drop, you're going to see a ton of people refinancing. That's why. You buy, you invest now, take the high interest rate, and refi later because you're if, you wait, if you wait for the yeah, – you're renting a rate. Uh, if you wait for those interest rates to drop, there's going to be a ton of people in the market, and home prices will go up. And I think um, – I don't remember the, the exact number, but I think it's – they're predicting over the next 10 years uh, to ha- that we're going to be about 1.5 million properties short to mm-hmm. meet – uh, purchase demand and rental demand. That is staggering. And for people who are thinking that the market is unstable, that that to me is the most important number because we just don't have the inventory. Well, and that comes from the that that information that you were just talking about comes from the Federal Reserve Direct. They are they are looking at that and they're seeing it already. How many? I have a question for you. You may not yeah. know this number off the top of your head, but how many people? go through your application process and they have good credit, they yeah. have a job, they've been there for yeah. a while, they might even have exactly a they, they might even have a down payment, but they do not have enough income or they don't have a proper debt to income ratio to get or, what they want in order to buy or even, or even anything at all. Well, uh, I mean, there's there's quite a few that can't get anything at all, even even at like 50, 60,000 a year. I mean, if you have $60,000 a year and you have a car payment, man, you're not qualifying for much. Um, and I mean, in, in Maricopa County, you need to qualify for what? At least, at least 300, 300. I, I would even say 350 kind of in that area, but I, I would say don't qualify at all and have good credit and money in the bank. Probably two out of 10. Well, then that begs the next question. If home prices continue to go up and the average American uh, cannot afford to buy a home, what do they become? They become renters. That is a, that's, that's the opportunity for investors right now. You don't want to buy high. You want to buy now and take advantage of the investment market. Yeah, I feel bad for the renters, yeah. though, you know, that are stuck in that because of that, the, the qualifications and I the quality too, but mortgages. But it's, it's so Everybody true. needs a place to live. They need a place to live. Well, yeah, the cycle is, is uh, values go up and then cost of living goes up, but then rent usually takes a little bit of time to catch up yep. because if, if your income does follow the, uh, the industry, meaning if the cost of living goes up by 20%, generally speaking, it's pretty quick that your income goes up by 20% if you are someone that is involved in a vocation that is results-oriented, right? Whether it be commission like we were just talking about before. But that doesn't generally happen with those solid W-2 employees that, that are generally the people that are renting. And so it takes them a while to catch up. And so that cycle of them just, you know, values rising and then just, eh, then they finally get there. And then, and then the moment that they get there, you know, values just go up again. And so the only way to really skirt that 
if you if you are committed to that W two uh, industry lifestyle, then you have to invest in real estate, or you have to invest yeah. in something, whether it's on that, like a full non owner occupied investment property, or just making sure that you own something that doesn't it doesn't matter what the market's doing, your payment's going to stay the payment no right. matter what for that thirty years. Right. All right, well, that is what we do at the Recon Group here, and our show, obviously, is the Real Estate 401k show. Uh, no matter where you're at in your life in real estate, whether you're, you're looking to buy your very, very first home to your real estate portfolio and begin to build wealth through that, you own multiple doors, you own apartment complexes, it, it doesn't matter if you're looking for advice, you're looking for how to expand your real estate portfolio and looking for those investment strategies, we want you to break out your phone and text the word RATE to 623-AZ-RECON. That's RATE, R-A-T-E, to 623-AZ-RECON. I was able to do the R-A-T-E thing because I wasn't reading. Oh. But then I just screwed it up. Yeah. All right. We're out. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us on the Real Estate 401k Show. If you want more information on how to build wealth, click on the link or text us at 623-297-3266. That's 623-AZ-RECON. 